Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Hey, what if your home's title, which is the legal document that proves you own your home, is in some criminal's name? Well, that's called home title theft, and criminals all over the world can find your home's title online, and then they'll forge your signature, they'll take out loans against your home, or even worse, sell your home. Now, how do you know some criminal is not taking over the title to your home? You can find out with sign up at HomeTitleLock.com and use the promo code Sean, S-E-A-N. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today, save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. All right, News Roundup Information Overload Hour. Glad you're with us. 800-941-SEAN, our number. We'll get to your calls at the bottom of the half hour, uh, maybe sooner. You never know. Uh, anyway, great news. Flip-flop Fauci is out at the end of the year. I wish it was immediate. This on the heels of the CDC finally acknowledging what was so obvious to so many of us for so long, which is that they screwed up the pandemic top to bottom. Everything Fauci said, um, ma- masks, it, come on, really, masks? He said this in March of 2020. They, they're not going to do anything. Maybe stop one little drop. That's about it. Then it was mask, 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 then double masks, then masks perhaps in, in perpetuity. Then he went out there with the lie, if you got the vaccine, you're never going to get COVID. And then, of course, the whole origins of the COVID, uh, coronavirus pandemic, he doesn't want to talk about his NIH funding this eco alliance and money from the NIH literally funding the Wuhan virology lab where they knew gain of function research was taking place with coronaviruses. But he but in a flurry of emails back and forth in January of 2020, he was desperately trying to see if, in fact, that money went there. I'm sure he determined that it did because later uh, information that came out from The Intercept, 900 pages and documents and then the NIH's own emails that eventually came out uh, showed that, in fact, they knew gain-of-function research took place there. They knew American tax dollars went there, and they lied to us the entire time. And nobody in the media mob ever wants to hold this guy accountable. They never focused on even Paxlovid. Now, both Joe Biden and Anthony Fauci took Paxlovid. And, and in both cases, I had been the first to warn you, you got to watch out for rebound COVID cases where you take Paxlovid for five days and five days you'll test negative and then you'll test positive again. And you could usually do another run of Paxlovid. But it tends to stop people from having to be hospitalized or and it stops people from dying, according to the scientists we've interviewed. Um, anyway, uh, now that we have 
a Republican Senate candidate in the great state of Missouri. Um, he's reminding Anthony Fauci to clear his calendar for the GOP in 2023. And Eric Schmidt, the attorney general from the great state of Missouri, is with us right now. Well, when you get elected, you with Josh Hawley is going to be a pretty powerful one-two punch, I'll tell you that. That's right. And we're going to hold Anthony Fauci accountable. I mean, he's been a total disaster. And to your point, Sean, his resignation can't come soon enough. But just because he's doing it before the Republicans take over the House and the Senate isn't going to excuse him from not answering or from answering questions that need to be answered. I mean, Missouri, we took on, you know, OSHA. We were the first state to file on the OSHA vaccine mandate. Uh, you know, a, an agency created to make sure forklifts beep when they back up was trying to force the vaccination on 80 million Americans. And then the teachers union had outsized influence with the CDC uh, for school kids, five-year-olds wearing masks all day long while these elites and celebrities party at football games. It's just totally crazy. And Fauci was at the helm. And then we know about gain-of-function research. He has a lot to answer for, and Republicans ought to hold his feet to the fire. He's not going to get away with this this easily by just resigning before the Republicans take power. It's certainly something that I said I'm you know, going to take on with my fellow Republicans, and he ought to clear his calendar. Uh, and we ought to have Iran-Contra-like primetime hearings so that this never, ever happens again. This was all about fear. It was all about power and control. It was never about the science. And we got to make sure people remember that. I'm looking for senators and congressmen and elected officials to stand for the following. And I want to know where you stand. I want them to be for liberty and freedom, capitalism, our Constitution. Then I want them. And by the way, that includes the First and Second Amendment. I want them to believe in limited government, lower taxes, less bureaucracy. I want people that believe in law and order so everybody is safe and secure in every town and every city in this country. I want people that want our school system to focus on the basics. That's reading, writing, math, science, history, and computers. And if they do any of this woke education stuff, let it be opt-in after class, after school activities that they can open up for kids. I don't have a problem if maybe some parents want that uh, post the school day. That's fine with me. That doesn't bother me very much. I want secure borders. I want energy dominance, not just energy independence. I want to be the most dominant energy country in the world. I believe in constitutionalists on the bench, and I want peace through strength and free and fair trade. Now, did I miss anything? And where do you stand on all of those issues? Um, no, you're speaking my language, Sean. And I can tell you one of the reasons why we were successful in the primary and now heading into the general to hold this very important seat to get to 51 because the path the majority certainly runs through show me state is i mentioned the osha lawsuit i think people should be able to make these decisions themselves on the first amendment front missouri was the first state to file a lawsuit against the ministry of truth and the federal government colluding with big tech to silence conservatives we're in discovery on that we got an order from the federal judge we're making progress there missouri was the first state to file on remain in mexico the first state to file to win on title 42 we're taking on all these tough fights. And in Missouri, I, I sued 47 school districts in Missouri that were forcing the Matthew kids. We've sued school districts that are hiding the uh, information in their schools. We've had whistleblowers come forward to talk about kids being subjected to the gender unicorn and privilege, privilege walks. I mean, this stuff is crazy. And you better have strong conservatives who are unafraid to stand up and aren't interested in being invited to all the cocktail parties and being the most popular person that are going to stick up for Missouri. But, but I got to ask you, I'll tell you what, I was burned one time and I'll tell you who burned me. Senator Ben Sass of Nebraska. He'd come on this program as a candidate and say all the right things. And then he became Sass the jackass. And 
I'm, I, I am not looking for people that want to be senator. I'm looking for people that want to fight for what's right in this country and the list that I just laid out for you. That's what I'm looking yeah, for. Well, people that mean yeah, what they say and say what they mean. Yep. And I think, again, for me, one of the differences, that's been my track record, right? As attorney general, I've been in the middle of all these fights, and I'm going to take that same fighting spirit to Washington, like I said. So it's a very important time. I think we're in the most critical point. Uh, in our country's history since the Civil War, we're going to have to answer some very important questions we've never been asked before, or if we have in a very long time, like, are we going to be the freest country in the history of the world or not? Are we going to be energy dominant? I mean, we have all the energy that we need right here in this country for generations and generations. We ought to be a net exporter of energy, the energy dominant, shipping that to our friends and allies, certainly not shipping our strategic petroleum reserve to China and begging Saudi Arabia for oil like this president has. So there's a lot of work to do, but we need proven conservative fighters who are going to go to D.C. and shake things up. And that's been my record as attorney general, and that's what I'm going to do as United States Senator. Well, based on everything you just said, I'm enthusiastically supporting your candidacy. We need this seat. It's a must-hold seat for Republicans. We've got some other tough races. We're focused on all of them as well. I think the House is going to be easier than the Senate. But we got Florida, we got Georgia, we've got North and South Carolina, uh, we've got Louisiana, we got New Hampshire, we got Pennsylvania, we got Wisconsin, Ohio, uh, we got your state of Missouri, we've got Colorado, state of Washington, we should make a play in those states, and then of course Nevada and Arizona, we got to watch that as well. But these are very important races. You winning this seat is critical, and we'll give you all the support we can, and if you deviate ever you are going to be held accountable. That I can promise you. Well, I should be, and that's how we ought to treat this, which is why Fauci ought to be held accountable. If people want to help out, Sean, they can go to SchmidtForSenate.com. We've got, a, as you said, a very big, important race here in Missouri, and we're going to take the Senate back. And I think it's not just important to win the majority, but we got to get there with the right people, and those are fighters. So I appreciate what you do. Well, I appreciate you fighting as you have, and we really wish you the best, and we're in your corner in this election. It's critical that you win this race. Thank you for being with us. Thanks, Sean. 800-941-SEAN, our number. Diane is in Pennsylvania. Diane, hi. You're on the Sean Hannity Show. Yeah, hi, Sean. What a pleasure to speak with you. Uh, Sean, I'm in the suburbs of Philadelphia. We're being inundated with Fetterman ads, and I just wanted to call in to let you know that to encourage you to keep on doing what you're doing on your radio and TV program, having Oz on and talking about Fetterman's uh, policies. I already know one person that actually changed their mind about him because I encouraged them to watch your show. So um, if well, you can thank give you. me a suggestion for anything that I could do to further the word, um, I understand. Listen, the all, all you need to know, the very, very simple, what Bernie, he said, what Bernie Sanders wants to do to the country, I want to do for Pennsylvania. He supported Bernie Sanders. He supported by the likes of AOC and Elizabeth Warren. This is a guy that wants no restriction on abortion at all, meaning a woman should be legally allowed to abort a child, you know, minutes before birth. That's how insane yeah. his positions are. He wants a moratorium on fracking. He wants to release a third of the of, of the prison population in in the Commonwealth of your great state. Uh, this moratorium on fracking is an $80 billion industry in your Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, your state of Pennsylvania. This guy has never had a job in his life. He supports sanctuary cities. He supported this idiotic Manchin-Schumer deal. He believes in New Green Deal socialism. He supported Biden's $1.9 trillion stimulus. 
I, I don't know what else I can say about this guy. He, right. he, he fought to get a guy that killed somebody uh, so they could buy heroin out of jail. A murderer. This guy, has, look, he tries to project that he's this big, tough image. You know, he's got the tattoos, he's got the hoodie, and he's got cute little memes on Twitter. But on substance, he's the most radical Senate candidate in in the history of since Bernie Sanders. And I'm saying that he's gotten a pass from your media in Pennsylvania, but he's not getting a pass on this program because what he would do to Pennsylvania, which is what Bernie Sanders would do to the country, will destroy the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And every Pennsylvanian needs to know it before Election Day. He's only campaigned 11 minutes. I'm offering him three hours on this radio show and an hour on my TV show, and he can get his tough, tattooed, hoodie ass in my studio, <laughs> and I promise I will kick his ass up and down every issue we want to talk about. He won't come on this program. I guarantee you he won't come on yeah. this program. Well, God He's bless campaigned you 11, How does too. somebody campaign 11 minutes in the middle of a, a, a key election like this, and he's getting away with it because the media mob in Pennsylvania is letting him get away with it? He's a spoiled trust fund brat kid that likes to look tough, and he never worked a day in his life. There's not a single Pennsylvanian that I know that is not hardworking, not one. This guy, he wants to talk about, oh, Oz has X number of houses. Well, Oz earned the money to buy those houses. He got his house for free from his sister. He's been getting checks from mommy and daddy uh, his entire adult life because he's never had a real job. So this is his first real job. Are you kidding me? You know what I think it is, Sean? I got to tell you, as somebody who lives in Pennsylvania, I think you just need to do it on maybe, you know, his own field. So maybe you come to Philly, you come to Bucks County, you come to Montgomery County. We'll you set you up with some cheesesteaks. I'm going listen. Minutes. He wants to legalize heroin, so you know maybe we'll do a um, we'll do a uh, an interesting fundraiser where we have cheesesteaks and recovering heroin addicts. You know we'll fill the room with people that make him comfortable. You know lots of trash, some violence, a lot of criminals. You know that we just got out of jail. We'll fill the room. He'll feel right at home. And then he can talk about why this is a safe environment. I think that'll go really well, actually. Quick break. Right back. We'll continue. 800-941-SEAN. Your calls on the other side as we continue. The land of the free because of the brave. It's the Sean Hannity Show. The new poll, by the way, by Rasmussen. National poll, 17% favor more IRS agents. Uh, and he's. Who, wait, wait a minute. What, tell me that poll again. Scott Rasmussen, national poll, 17% of Americans surveyed in this poll favor more IRS agents. Who are these 17%? Who would I have want no that? idea. I, listen, that, that provision, I hate to say it, I'm probably one of the few people that it's not going to impact. Because everybody's going to learn what the Hannity treatment is like. The problem is everybody listening to this program will have their files pulled every year like I have my file pulled every year. But, I and mean, we can't them. protect our border. We're going to go out and, and bother landscapers and, and yeah, coffee landscapers shops. landscapers and painters and contractors nail and salons. waitresses and waiters and world? nail salons. Yeah. Not that I've ever been to a nail salon, except to take my daughter. You took your daughter there once. We did that story on air, actually. Well, that was, that was a fun story. My daughter got mad at me. The first time I took her, 
I, I I couldn't believe it took an hour and a half, and it drove me nuts. I'm ready to just. Well, you are a very patient person. Skin. You definitely. So the very second patient. time I said, "Can I have two people?" And so I had one doing her feet and one doing her hands. The third time I took her, I had three people, and they like when I come in because I usually give them like a hundred dollar tip. But I guess I don't. I think touching. It sounds super relaxing. Very relaxing. Yeah. Okay, I don't want anybody touching my feet. I just, you know what? No. <laughs> Could you hurry up? Thank Could you get this over with? <laughs> And then, but the, and the bottom line is that my daughter walks out and she says, "Dad, that is so embarrassing." I'm like, "Why? We got out." In, in it's mortifying. Minutes. Why is that mortifying? It's the same thing you did to me at Target. Come on, let's go. We we'll just get it all. Let's go. Let's get out of here. You take it too long. I'm like, could you not? Like, okay, really? You, you, did you have to pick up every single train for sale at Target? That's for what a gift people your do when they shop. Just like when okay, your daughter well, gets her nails finally, done. Finally, I just got a, a shopping cart and I threw all the trains in and I said, decide when you get home. Give them all of them. I know one thing you like to spend time doing. Doing Mantis X. That's right. Now, all right. So Mantis X, I want you to, I want you to really, really understand what this is. Mantis X is used by the Marine Corps, the Army, Special Forces. It's military-grade technology at a very affordable price. Now, if you believe in the Second Amendment as, as I do, well, you also have to take your Second Amendment responsibilities seriously, and that means to be confident and competent in your shooting ability, and that's where Mantis X comes in. Uh, now, look, ammo is in short supply. Most people know that. Ammo is expensive. Most people know that. But did you know that the best shooters in the world do a majority of their training with dry practice at home? And the beauty of Mantis X and their training system, it's no ammo, all electronic, and it'll imp improve your shooting accuracy in record time. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes of using Mantis X, and they'll give you real-time feedback with your technique, and it'll guide you through drills and courses, and it simply attaches to your own firearm like a weapon light. It's that simple. You can do it at home. You do it with your kids. It's safe. It's secure. You can do it in your backyard, safe and secure, and you're going to become a marksman in no time. Anyway, um, Linda's even gotten pretty, you've become pretty proficient at shooting. You, it, which, and this is one of those products, Sean, that when you use it, you're like, no, oh, this doesn't really work. And then you like clip it on. It's super easy. You connect it to the app. The phone connects. It registers with the clip on, on your gun. And I'm telling you, I am definitely one of those people. When I started, And what I was, was your like, rating when you first started? Yeah, it was between like 16 and 20. It was really, really bad. It was embarrassing. And what was my rating when I first started? I don't think that's part of this. I don't think we need to talk about how great you were and how much better you were than me. I, I, however, I will I say that competition made me better because then I was in a 90. Anyway, go to Mantis.com today. M-A-N-T-I-S-X. MantisX.com. Jobs. Jobs. Joe Biden can't spell it and he can't keep them for the American people. Check out the Sean Hannity Jobs Forum today. Now, Hannity's on Coast to Coast. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. Before we get uh, back to your calls, uh, I want to go back to where we were earlier in the program. And I went over Jim Comey's remarks about Hillary Clinton having top-secret classified information that was likely compromised by foreign entities and hostile regimes and hostile nations, uh, large numbers of them, on her secret servers that she had as Secretary of State. Now, one big difference between a Secretary of State and a president, a president has the right to declassify any document, any time that that president chooses uh, while being president. Now, what's fascinating about this is they found all of this evidence, and then Jim Comey, if you remember, 
This goes back to July of 2016, said, but no prosecutor would likely prosecute this case. Given the importance of the matter, I think unusual transparency is in order. Although there is evidence of potential violations of the statutes regarding the handling of classified information, our judgment is that no reasonable prosecutor would bring such a case. No reasonable prosecutor. Then you have the case of Sandy Burglar, who actually went into the National Archives and shoved top secret classified documents. He shoved it right down his pants. I'm sure it was very comfortable for him. And he got a slap on the wrist. Nothing happened to Hillary Clinton. So the big breaking news last night, 300 classified documents were found in at Mar-a-Lago. What they failed to mention is on June 3rd that the FBI and the DOJ were at Mar-a-Lago free to take any item that they wanted. And they're the ones that asked that a certain boxes be padlocked. And that was complied with by the Trump people. They had been working with the National Archives and and the records people for a long period of time. We we told you about the the Jan, no February letter that an, an exchange. They applauded the Trump team for their cooperation in terms of getting the proper documents that were packed and sent to Mar-a-Lago after Trump left the presidency back to the National Archives. They had already taken 15 boxes worth of stuff. I know Donald Trump pretty well, and I can tell you, I doubt Donald Trump spent any time in a room looking at old documents since when he was president. I doubt it at all. Now, it took another turn last night. Uh, John Solomon, investigative reporter, editor-in-chief of JustTheNews.com, came out with a report. He has new documents that he uncovered showing Team Biden actually pushed the DOJ to investigate records stored at Trump's property. President Biden personally intervening intervening to undermine Trump's claims of executive privilege. The Biden White House, in other words, worked directly with the Biden Justice Department and the National Archives to investigate the criminal probe into the alleged mishandling of documents. You know, and then I'm watching this, this same Andrew Weissman. This is so serious. This, this may be it. Now, uh, John Solomon joins us to tell us about the documents that he found. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Tell us what you found out. Well, listen, uh, I remember back in 2019 when the New York Times and Politico and all these news organizations were frothing at the mouth at the idea that President Trump might suggest to Ukraine that they look at Hunter Biden's misdeeds in that country. They called it a, this is a New York Times story written by Maggie Haberman, a blatant mixture of policy and reelection campaign politics, right? That's what she called it. But when Joe Biden does it, knowing that uh, Joe Biden's likely to face Donald Trump in 2024, the New York Times doesn't care about that. They're actually more concerned about raising old news than to actually recognize that you have a moment in history now where the incumbent president of the United States, uh, Joe Biden, behind closed doors, worked with the FBI and the Justice Department and the National Archives to launch a criminal investigation by transmitting the documents that the president, President Trump had returned voluntarily in February. And then taking away the president's most likely claim in court, which was a claim of executive privilege over these documents, uh, and eviscerating that, saying, I'm not going to protect it, and the archivist can waive it, and then the archivist waives it. If that was Donald Trump, I guarantee the New York Times, the Politico, CBS, ABC would be crying foul all day long. But there's a ho-hum attitude to this because they seem to sanction whatever it is that Joe Biden has done. This is a precedent. The current so basically the they, States- they, they, they lied to us about this. This is a very important aspect of the story because the Biden White House denied any knowledge at all whatsoever that the DOJ 
was involved at this level. That's false. Isn't that true? Yeah, they were involved at the beginning. They were at the ignition point of this investigation. The White House was having private conversations with the Justice Department, the FBI, and the National Archives, and they authorized the transmission of documents that would start an investigation. They then authorized the waiver of President Trump's potential claim of executive privilege, and then the grand jury was convened right after that. They cleared the way for a grand jury uh, uh, to convene. That is what happened here. That is White House involvement at a very high level and at a very detailed level. And that's not what we were told at the podium on August 8th when the raid occurred. Which means and, and gives further uh, evidence to the argument that the Biden DOJ has been weaponized and politicized, correct? It's what 14 whistleblowers have now told members of Congress and members of the United States Senate. Uh, Tim Jordan was talking to me yesterday, and you, you see the extent to which career FBI agents, uh, former executives, current executives, are raising the concern that the FBI has gone political, not gone criminal, not gone intelligence, gone political. And when they're behind the scenes trying to get the former president to eliminate a barrier to go after his current rival, the likely uh, the leader of the opposition party, the likely 2024 candidate against Joe Biden, it should raise concerns and red flags for all of us. They didn't have to go this route. The Justice Department could easily have gone to court, tried to enforce a subpoena, tried to have a court uh, rule on uh, the president's claim of executive privilege. But Joe Biden got rid of that for them. They got rid of that obstacle. And you have to ask yourself, why the expediency? Why go that quickly? What were they? Was it politics or did they have some other reason? We'll have to find that out as we do more reporting. So Greg Jarrett and his column came up with four takeaways from the 21 page lawsuit that Donald Trump now has filed against the DOJ. Did the FBI lie to this this Trump hating Obama loving uh, Trump recusing magistrate that signed on to the warrant? And in other words, did they lie to the magistrate? Did they omit exculpatory evidence uh, in terms of Trump's cooperation? I already know that some of that evidence exists in writing. Uh, two, did the FBI disclose a pretextual or dual reason for the search related to the January 6th investigation? One of the articles uh, within the Espionage Act is so broad that it means they could have walked in there and taken anything they wanted. And usually, usually warrants are way more specific than that. Uh, the president's legal team argued that the warrant was overly broad, violated the Fourth Amendment, which I made that same argument on day one. And then they used Garland's word against him, which is that it's standard practice to use less intrusive means. Now, when you get to that point, John, we know that in June that FBI and DOJ officials were at Mar-a-Lago, and they're the ones that asked that these boxes be padlocked when they had every opportunity that day without a raid to take anything they wanted with them. Yeah, uh, and there was a spirit of cooperation going back and forth in letters. There were delays. Things weren't going as fast as the National Archives wanted. But there was a clear expression that if you need more things, come back and get them. And instead, they used the largest hammer they could possibly use, a, a raid by search warrant. And they used an extraordinarily broad search warrant. I've talked to lots of FBI agents, including the former assistant director, Kevin Brack, for intelligence, one of the most respected former executives of the FBI. Democrats and Republicans respect him. Both rely on him for advice today. Uh, he says that this search warrant was extraordinarily broad, way beyond the FBI uh, manual for agents. When you ask for all documents 
never created between a four-year window. That is really broad. It's not targeted. So not only are they piercing privilege, not only are they raiding the president, they're using a search that most FBI agents said they would not have gotten through in a normal time against a normal person. Uh, all of these things should raise our concern. And then you have the element that Jonathan Turley keeps writing about, which is this Justice Department, this FBI seems to be litigating through leaks, trying to leak things. That they tell the court, the court can't release it. It's bad if you release it, but then they release it on anonymity. That is what's going on here. It's a sign that politics has infested, has infected every aspect of this investigation. It's almost like everything identical to the three years we spent unpeeling every layer of the onion as it relates to the phony Trump-Russia collusion charge. Listen, what did you say? If we didn't hold those people accountable, if there wasn't a severe penalty for what they did in Russia collusion, the temptation to do it again would be real. I think we may be seeing a version of that right now. And also, let's keep in mind that the media that is covering this right now are the same media that told us that the laptop was Russian disinformation, uh, that there was uh, a quid pro quo in the Ukraine call, that there was collusion in Russia. The media that is driving this, that keeps getting the leaks that uh, drive the narrative on this, are the same media that misled us for the last six years. The same Maggie Haberman that got a Pulitzer for a phony story, that one? Uh, Maggie Haberman, uh, Kyle Cheney at Politico. Go back and look at Kyle Cheney's uh, October 2020 tweets where he's purveying the Russian disinformation story about the, the laptop and go back earlier and see Maggie's writing on Russia collusion. Uh, they never came to grips that their reporting was wrong. They've kept their awards. They've moved on and just tried to pretend, oh, well, we didn't get that right. Uh, they're now doing it again. They're not allowing the facts to come out. They're trying to frame the story before all the facts came out. And that's why they've gotten beat. I beat them on the grand jury a couple of weeks ago. I beat them last night on this waiver. They're not interested in the facts. They're interested in taking their sources slanted uh, story. By, by the way, have you noticed before. they started calling you or started calling just the news dot com? a conservative uh, news site. Yeah, I won two RFK awards. I'm not very conservative, I don't think. I think, listen, I'm just a journalist. I just care about facts. And so many of the reporters today are interested in framing the narrative by using Twitter rather than go out and doing real reporting. But we're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep giving facts. We're going to keep rolling back this onion. I don't know where the story will end, but I do know that we know a lot more than we did just two weeks ago. If it was so urgent, why did they wait three days after receiving the warrant? If it was so urgent, why didn't, why didn't they do this 18 months ago? Yeah. Well, listen, even after every aspect, they get the search warrant on the 5th. They don't execute it today. They let three days go by. They they put a lock, a padlock on it in June, and they don't even come back until August. There's a discussion going on from February to May. If there was such urgency, they certainly didn't show it in the effort to get these documents back. Uh, and there's another question that I have, which is, if the president took these documents from the Oval Office, like he says he did, put them in the residence, and he declassified them, national security officers are supposed to say what the classified document when the president, why did those national security officers uh, leave the document behind? Something must have been communicated to them that they could leave the document behind and not follow the normal procedures for is a classified it, document handed to the president. Is there is there anything the president specifically has to do to declassify anything. Well, he has to say something. He has to make some uh, notification that's uh, classified, right? He can't just have it in the inside of his brain. Uh, he's got to make some expression. But I've had uh, former staffers for prior presidents tell me, listen, we were in a room one day, and uh, I was a guy with secret clearance. Someone told me this story. And a top-secret document came, and I said, Mr. President, I have to leave the office. And the president, no, I just cleared you. 
That's all he had to do. He didn't fill out paperwork. He didn't make any change. He just said verbally, I cleared you. Another person told me a story where they, the president was briefed on a foreign trip on the plane over on a, a top secret matter. And he met with a world leader in Europe and he immediately told the world leader the top secret information, meaning he had chosen to declassify it and give it to a foreign party. If that can happen that informally, we have to be open to the possibility that Donald Trump had some informal edict. He says he had a standing order. None of the media are looking at that possibility. We need to find out the facts. We've got to keep digging. But uh, verbally or on paper, the president apparently can declassify something at will. He's the ultimate declassifying. Do you, do you think their the ultimate goal here is to arrest Donald Trump and charge Donald Trump? Don't know yet. Uh, we don't have enough facts and evidence to know. But they've taken two, three very serious steps. They launched the grand jury investigation of a former president. They waived his executive privilege. They then raided his home. Uh, this is activity that usually results in some form of a criminal finding afterwards. We'll have to see what happens. But there's a lot of facts not in evidence yet. Uh, there's a effort to spin in the same news media that misled us for the last six years. I think we got to just keep getting facts and getting to the bottom of this story. You know what? It's You're right about one thing. The same people, the same liars that have been there since the day he came down the escalator, the same people that tried everything to date to take this man down. And they've been unsuccessful. My, my prediction is they'll continue to be. Yeah, well, we're going right. to follow the facts. I think that's the best part about it. Facts are stubborn. They're very stubborn things indeed. All right, John Solomon, JustTheNews.com, Editor-in-Chief. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for sharing that intel. We'll have more on it tonight on Hannity, 9 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. All right, I got to tell you, keep your thoughts coming. I really enjoy when you share them, especially when they involve our sponsors. And there are so many reasons why we work with American Financing but none compare when we hear your great success stories about their help. Now, a woman named Ann wrote this show after hearing about AmericanFinancing.net, and they came up for her with several loan solutions that she could consider. Now, from listening to their needs to examining their budget, they look at your whole financial picture. Your financial situation is unique. They'll look at your finances. They'll look at your current mortgage. They'll look at any debt you might have. They look at all of it. Then they'll help you choose the right program, hopefully, that'll save you hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars every month, and who knows, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of your loan. Anyway, Anne was able to get almost $50,000 out of her mortgage from equity that helped her get ahead. Now, she got a competitive rate with it, very comfortable loan terms. It was exactly what she needed, and it all started with a free, no-obligation uh, mortgage review from their financial experts. Give them a call right now. They're waiting for your call. 866-615-9200. 866-615-9200. Or they're on the web at AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, NMLSConsumeraccess.org. All the breaking news. For the analysis to help you make sense of it all. This is the Sean Hannity Show. All right, Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. Big primary in Florida, other states, we've got full coverage of that. Uh, we got Bill Hemmer at the big board. Uh, Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin will join us. Senator Marco Rubio will join us. Uh, we've got Matt Gates and Sarah Carter. we got the president's attorney, Alina Haba, will join us. Kellyanne Conway, Greg Jarrett, Laura Trump, and much more news you'll never get from the media mob. 
We hope you'll join us. Set your DVR, 9 Eastern, Fox News. See you tonight. Back here tomorrow. Thank you for making this show possible. Hey, if you want a firearm that is easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, it is a portable rifle that you can put together, take apart in just minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case that it comes in. It's so small, you can store it pretty much anywhere. And it's light enough to carry everywhere. Now, it comes in black and two different camo patterns. And you can pick one up for three to four hundred bucks, depending on the finish. Check out their videos. Go to their website. It's one word, henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, make sure you order their free catalog. Now, Henry makes more than 200 rifles and shotguns and revolvers, all made in America, all backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, henryusa.com. Get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's henryusa.com, free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. You know, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families ever since 9-11. Now, hero first responders and service members, the people that serve our communities, our country, those who die in the line of duty, those who are catastrophically injured, veterans who have fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo, New York, firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Now, Arno was killed while protecting his community. He was battling a warehouse fire. He left behind a wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made their memories with their hero. Now, you can join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on the mission to do good and support the families of America's greatest heroes, and that means the families of fallen first responders just like Jason Arno and Gold Star families with young children and catastrophically injured service members and also homeless vets. Please commit to $11 a month. Go to their website, the letter T, the number 2, the letter T.org, the letter T, the number 2, letter t.org for the tunnel to towers foundation hollywood is under siege from an external force now the same hollywood that sold the american dream they are now making nightmares a reality many major films make choices to appease the chinese communist party to be distributed in china now you can join tiffany meyer an investigative reporter in the hollywood takeover brought to you by the epic times where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some of the major studios. Now, don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N.